A good evening. Uh, do not attempt to adjust your radio. There is nothing wrong. We have taken control as to bring you this special show. Uh, we will return it to you as soon as you are grooving. Uh, welcome to station W-E-F-U-N-K, better known as We Funk, or deeper still, the Mothership Connection, home of the extraterrestrial brothers, dealers of funky music, P-Funk, Uncut Funk, The Bomb. Coming to you directly from the mothership. Top of the chocolate milk. W E F U N K. We funk. Home of the extraterrestrial brothers and sisters. Dealers of funky music. P funk. Uncut funk. The bomb. Hi, I'm Elia Einhorn. Welcome to the Talk House Music Podcast. Here at the Talk House, we pair notable musicians for thoughtful, unmoderated conversations and release new talks each week. Regular listeners will have caught recent episodes like Thundercat with Kamasi Washington or DJ Shadow with Clams Casino. Check out these and all of our past episodes and subscribe to get new ones on Stitcher or iTunes. Our guests today are George Clinton and house music duo Soul Clap. George Clinton needs little introduction. For the past five decades, this man has shaped the sound of funk music and inspired generations of rappers and singers. The Rock and Roll Hall of Famer behind P-Funk and the nexus of its two main groups, Parliament and Funkadelic, has also collaborated with Tupac Shakur, Prince, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Snoop Dogg, Outkast, Kendrick Lamar, and dozens of other notable artists. The king of interplanetary funksmanship, AKA Dr. Funkenstein, AKA George Clinton, is a hugely unique and creative musical legend. Eli Goldstein and Charles Levine met in high school and formed the DJ production duo Soul Clap in 2001. Their sound is based in house music, but doesn't shy away from incorporating other genres, including funk. They state that their paths were crossed for all time when a sun-raw light beam sent from Saturn collided with a P-Funk mothership and sent them tumbling to Earth. Now Soul Clap time travels on a musical spaceship of dopeness. So you can see they're really into George Clinton. The guys even named their debut album E-Funk. Soul Clap worked with Clinton on two songs on Funkadelic's 2014 album, First You Gotta Shake the Gate, as well as a Soul Clap Funkadelic collabo EP. Soul Clap and Clinton sat down before the latter's Halloween Funk Down show at BB King's in New York City. Inspired by the day, they talk about Clinton's costumes and style, but also cover their past and future collaborations, fishing, and George Clinton's upcoming record with Flying Lotus. Buckle up for this extra short, extra funky episode. Record. One, two, three, check. Seems like it's working. All right, what's up? Uh, my name is Charlie from Soul Clap. I'm Eli. And we're sitting here with none other than George Clinton. I've been deflee, detected. I got my rabies shot, and I'm ready to bury the bone one more time. <laughs> so we're we're in New York City at BB King's. It's Halloween. It is Halloween, and uh, oh, that's why everybody's so scary. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Oh, let's talk about Halloween. What do you think about Halloween? Boo. <laughs> uh, I think Could, about Casper and shit. <laughs> Sheets and shit. Can you remember like any super epic Halloween costumes that like come to mind? When we used to do Halloween, you know, 365 days a year, yeah. we wore costumes. So it was that rarity when we wasn't in costume that I thought about Halloween. 
So that's kind of how I feel about it too. Like when you're in the entertainment and doing doing costumes and shows, you're always dressed you're up. Always dressed something, up. You know. But I think that's one of the things that's really memorable about the musical world that you come from is like is really putting effort to like to wear really amazing costumes and oh, especially in this you know last part of the '60s going into the '70s. We was coming out of one costume, which we thought was slick and cool, and went into another costume, which was uh, barely nothing. You know, from a diaper, a sheet, <laughs> to wearing a uh, totally nude. I remember reading in in your and scary. <laughs> I remember reading in your biography. You wrote that. Um, that like when you guys were coming, you guys were wearing tuxedos, but the guys in the band when you when you went to start doing the funkadelic, and just being like you know ragtag and like wearing like you know yeah, Salvation yeah, Army, whatever. Oh yeah, blew people's mind. What the fuck happened? We couldn't keep our ties alike. Yeah, you know suits would never press. That's why they get depressing, you know. So it's a plus it was hip to be ugly. Yeah. All of a sudden that became the very hip thing to do. Get your pair of jeans and put a patch on it that said, fuck you. And you was cool. I mean, you was high fashion. <laughs> so that became really easy. We went straight into it and wore that out until the mothership came. When the mothership landed, it, it demanded that we had on costumes to match, to match the, um, it demanded that we had on costumes to match the uh, spaceship. So we had, you know, leather suits, $10,000 coats, and we had to look like we was pimps from outer space. <laughs> the bling was on, so we went that direction. This is the parliament. Yeah, that was parliament. That was the mothership. And, and it carried over. To, when Funkadelic came out that time, it would have been one nation. We went back. We called it the anti-tour. We went back into the fatigues. You know, and all, that would have been 78. So we went back into the, you know, retarded. We called it the anti-tour. But that was like, because Funkadelic, my understanding was there was a lot of like response to Vietnam and anti-war. But that's what I'm saying. We went back, we went back to 78, but we went back to that. When Funkadelic got, you know, one nation under the group, it was easy. Plus we had been on the limelight for the last three years with, with Parliament Mothership. You know, so it was easy to like say, let's take a break. You know, yeah. Couldn't keep, we couldn't buy no more costume. We went underwater at the same time with Parliament, which was a highly theatrical concept. You couldn't very well wear the fish around the street, but you know, and we had a few octopuses. Well, let's we'll we'll jump in there. So fishing, you know, fishing is one of your past. There's like a lot. Oh, there's a lot we're trying to squeeze in in this small period of time. But fishing is one of your great hobbies. I'm wondering if you have any records of like large fish. You ever do big fish or do you like little fish? Tell me, talk about fishing. I caught a marlin about. 350 pounds. My ex wife Stephanie caught one about 370. Wow. So we caught some big fish. You know, we caught some seriously big fish, but in the 200 and 150, you know, we caught a lot of that sharks and walleyes and and wahoos. Caught a bunch of sharks not too long ago. How does your passion for fishing relate? to your thoughts about fission. 
They go hand in hand. The rhythm of vision is a dancer. So when I would go fishing, I would always be thinking of songs that I was going to write. You know, I would always be, especially like when I went to Maui, you know, all of that Bootsy and rather, not rather be with you, Munchies for Your Love and t- Telephone Bill and all of that. That was basically that, that Hawaii tranquil, chill out type of thing. Eli's about to go to Hawaii coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No. I want another question. When you when you catch a fish and you pull it out of the water, do you look at it in the eye? Do you say you shouldn't? Do you say you shouldn't have enough you been? Have, oh yeah, enough been bit fish. <laughs> I feel sorry for, but you shouldn't have bit fish. You know, I mean, I'm fishing and you the fish. He's a worm. That's a hook. You know, the sinkers, bobber, they all go together. So, so I uh, just let's bring it to like. 2000s, where is 2016, if I can remember correctly? Sometimes yeah, I get a little like confused. Um, we, you know, when we were collaborating, it was for the Funkadelic, which hadn't been, which had been, Shake the Gate, which had been 33 years. Yeah. Now I hear you're in the studio. Well, I, I know because I was talking to Ricky Tan, and we sent some music down for, for you to listen to some stuff that we worked on with you, some stuff with Danny Bedrosian on it, but there's a body of music when you back, get back to Tally. Maybe me and Eli are going to have to come down okay, and sit in front down. of you. Yeah, but the, the, there yeah, is a new there's now? a new yeah, Parliament yeah. album. Yeah, I don't know if you want to talk about yeah, that, but also... Medicaid fraud, dog. So, you know, we started the first... We started Shake the Gate Off, you know, yourselves and myself at the what was it, Red Bull. Mm-hmm. In Los Angeles. Los Angeles and... Um, we got it started. I mean, I was planning on that album for a long time, but that kicked it off. Shake the gate in, uh, in the car. Yep. You know that actually that original session in Tally ended up becoming the part of the body of music that's our new album. Oh, yeah. Which one is that, man? Yeah, that's got, this is the album we just finished that I think, what, four of these songs? We started in Tally, actually. Oh, yeah? One of them with Ebony, called Numb. Okay, I do remember Yeah, one with, one with Dayon and Ricky yeah. Tan and Freaky Neek. I remember that stuff now. Yeah, so, and, so this was a big part of our development as musicians. So, I mean, Tally, like, how, how do you feel about that studio? Oh, how's how's ready, that built up for That's you? getting ready to blow all the way up, you know, because we got a lot of stuff coming out of that now. You know, we're doing one album also with Flying Lotus, you know that. So it'll be lots of traffic between New York, uh, Tallahassee, Los Angeles, and around the country. Be, it's gonna be lots of music coming out of that studio. People, people actually always ask how you ended up in Tallahassee. I know that's a that's a good story. Well, I stay out of trouble. <laughs> you don't get into too much trouble. You know, you may be late coming from a fishing trip that's about all you're gonna do is can't get in too much trouble there well just to go back to these albums uh i understand talking to chuck fishman that you've also signed something for an upcoming solo george clinton album but uh that's the one that's gonna be that's flying lotus that's the flying lotus so flying lotus is gonna produce brain feeders yes okay i got another parliament album which there's a whole nother thing. Uh, two Parliament albums. Uh, I'm not, yeah, no, just one Parliament One album. Parliament album. And one George Clinton. One George Clinton. So and George Clinton is the one with Flying Lotus. So as like a, uh, as like a, someone that's been following your music for a long time and listening to the different bands, Funkadelic, Parliament, George Clinton, I mean, there's so many more. But out of those three, what, how do they, how do they, how do you differentiate sonically in 2016 between well, the you'll three? Be, you'll be able to hear because you'll recognize the Parliament 
horn sounds and the vocals apartment very easy. You remember that era as opposed to what we just did as Funkadelic. You'll be able to tell right away, oh, I recall that sound right there. The George Clinton stuff in it was all always about electronic drums to me. That was like a very yeah. That was the era of, you know, from Atomic Dog, which is the first album of George Clinton. Yeah. Through all the rest of them, that was the electronic music. You know, even with stuff with Prince. Yeah. You know, smell my finger. But the uh, problem is nowadays all of it's got both live everything and a computerized stuff together mix pretty much representative of what's happening today with pretty much everybody but not with that much funk we got a lot of funk in this shit <laughs> you uh, you did speaking of flying lotus you did the uh that brain feeder show at hollywood bowl right yeah. how was that what was the response like that was great that was great there was so many people that it's such a weird you know brand new audience for us you know it was like Wow, the whole, the whole, you know, it's uh, Herb Hancock's, you know, he's also with... Is he on the show? Or was he hanging out? He's part of Brain Feeders. Oh, damn. They're producing him, too. Wow. We, we... It's a real mixture of jazz and electronic, you know, DJing and live music with Thundercat and a few other jazz musicians. They, they got... Yeah. I have one f- f- closing question. But is there anything else you want to? All right. So my question is, and I, I don't know if you're comfortable going on record with this, but Shake the Gate, you know, from our understanding about Stargate, I know there's Seagate. I don't know if that connects to underwater stuff, but I'm wondering if you're w- willing in 2016 to talk about extraterrestrials, any experiences, any premonitions, any connections? What the hell's going on I'm just saying, in outer space? I'm just going to say, we are here. We are here. We are here. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> all right, so no messages to above. You want to send any messages in case anyone's listening? Yeah. <laughs> Contemplate that. <laughs> all right, thank you, George. <laughs> Hi, I'm Elia Einhorn, and you've been listening to George Clinton and Soul Clap on the TalkHouse Music Podcast. Subscribe to TalkHouse Music and TalkHouse Film Podcasts on Stitcher or iTunes. Today's show is recorded by Soul Clap and mixed by Mark Yoshizumi. Upcoming episodes include the Arcade Fire's Will Butler with Wyclef Jean discussing the Fuji's album The Score on its 20th anniversary, and actor-musician Penn Badgley speaking with D'Angelo co-writer and vocalist Kendra Foster. Till next time... 